We used to be cool, a podcast for moms. We hope you'll join us each week as we pause the craziness to remember that we're not alone and that being a mom is actually really cool. Hey guys, and welcome back to We Used to Be Cool, a podcast for moms. We're so excited tonight. We have um, one of our friends, Christian Stallings. You might know her better as um, the hopeful mom on Instagram. She is amazing and kind of an expert in so many things. So we're so excited that she's here. Um, it's funny because I was thinking about it, Christian, when how we met was through at Two Guys, I guess. The first time yeah. we worked together at Two Guys. And then literally, I don't think I saw you for 10 years. And the next thing I know, you're like hand expressing milk out of my boob <laughs> the day I had Murphy. <laughs> It's like, it's such a unique relationship that we have. Yes, I remember. I was there too. Oh, and I was like, moment. Yes. Yeah, hilarious. And you were amazing. Yo, you were the best. And that's why like, oh since gosh. then, you've been like my mom idol. And I'm just like, she's incredible. And it's so funny because I feel like, you know, normally it's like, you don't know your nurse. So it's like, oh, someone's, you know, totally. touching my boobs. Who cares? Well, it's like, yes. I knew you. And like your first baby so different. Like by your third, you're like, I don't care. Touch me, do whatever you got to do. But your first, oh you're like gosh. still kind of nervous, you know. And like, oh yeah, oh, we're in oh this. My gosh. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, well, so I remember that moment so vividly, Van. It was like amazing. <laughs> I loved it, and you rocked it. So, but that was my passion. But oh I'm glad gosh. you had a good experience. That's hysterical. It was a great experience. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, I'll just let you talk for a second if you want to, and kind of tell us who you are and about your kids and your okay. family and all that. Yeah, awesome. So thank you. I truly, I was thinking back about that memory before we even got on of like, gosh, because how old is Murphy now? He's four and a half. Yeah, that's insane. And yeah, so gosh, I would have been, okay, I'll tell a little bit about myself. But yeah, I probably left the bedside not long right after that. Yeah, I Um, think it was pretty quick after that. Crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, crazy to think about. So yeah, thank you guys. Um, for those of y'all listening, I'm Christian and otherwise known as the Hopeful Mom on Instagram. (laughs) Um, my husband's name is Jordan and we have been married for 12 years this month, which feels crazy to me. Um, we have four boys and I love it. I would take five more boys. I just love them so much. Mm -hmm. But, um, my oldest is Luke and he's, uh, going to be 10 this month. And then I have Levi who is six and a half, Joel, who is, uh, a little older than two and a half, almost three. And then I have Judah, who may wake up at some point in this episode, um, <laughs> who is turning six months um, this month. So he's almost six months old, which again, feels crazy. Um, we are on our fourth year of homeschooling, and I love that. That's been an amazing, refining <laughs> process that the Lord has walked me through. Um, and then, yeah, like Dan said, I've been a nurse for 12 and a half years now, worked most of my career on mother baby. Um, I'm also a lactation consultant and pregnancy health coach, but I have been home at the bedside for, oh my gosh, is it almost five years now? Um, yeah, I came home essentially, no, I guess four. I came home right before, uh, fall of 2020, literally having, or 2019, having no clue what 2020 was going to bring. And that is just a blessing from the Lord and his grace and his goodness um, from that. So yeah, now I'm home, um, working really from home alongside homeschooling, working with women really from conception into motherhood, um, helping them have just to help as pregnancy possible and then continuing kind of that health journey into motherhood as their babies grow. Um, it's just been, 
the passion from my own health journey and then becoming a mom and really wanting my kids to have um, the gift of help because I did it as a child. That became, from a nursing perspective, really helping people focus on prevention versus just managing disease. And so um, that's what I'm doing now. And it's been a wild, crazy ride that I never knew uh, I would land here, but that's what where God led me and uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. It's amazing. So That is so awesome. I love all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. Like I just love your Instagram and your posts and everything that you share. And I'm not doing half the things that you say I should be doing, <laughs> but I still like admire them and I want to be doing them. <laughs> um, and it's funny because anybody that I know that has a baby, like if they're struggling, especially with nursing or anything like that, I'm like, you have to follow this account. Like it will help you so much. Go to her highlight of breastfeeding and it will change oh my your view of breastfeeding because it's so good. It's oh, so well, true. Thank you. And it's I'm- just like, I just feel like the way you share things too is just so like calming and honest, but also like direct and factual and not, you know, it's like, it's just really, really good. And so I just have been encouraged by what you share and I know other people have too. So we're so excited to talk to you more tonight about my heart. Yeah. Thank you. Are you, I didn't know you were a lactation consultant. Um, do you, are you like accepting new clients and do you go to people's houses or is it just like great? That is a great question. Um, that is a dream of mine, honestly. If I, you know, it's a, it's a season. And that was one thing I, if we get to it tonight, I'll touch on. Um, with me being home and homeschooling my kids and doing all these things, I have so many passions. So as of right now, I'm not taking on, like, home visits um, just because I have to honor priorities. I don't really know how to make that work in this season of my life. Um, but I definitely will help women I mean, honestly, free of charge in my DMs or be a boxer or whatever those needs are, because at the end of the day, it really isn't even about quote unquote work or getting paid. It's just from a place of frustration in myself that so many women don't have access to support or to education. And so I have a lot of things in my brain in the works on how to maybe still be able to help in that area without me physically being there. But those are things that are just uh, slowly and surely growing mm-hmm. <laughs> over here in my free time. But yes, I work with a lot of women just through DMs or, you know, voice messaging, Voxer, anything like that to just help them, you know, troubleshoot. Because those first few days and weeks are, especially with your first, yeah. so overwhelming. And, you know, half the information you get in the hospital, you forget in five minutes because you're mm-hmm. so tired <laughs> and sleep deprived and you have this new baby and you're like, what did the nurse just tell me five minutes ago? You know? Yeah, um, for sure. So, yeah. Well, I think that's so awesome. I think like, you're right. So many people are, when well, they finally get home and it's like, wait a second, I'm not prepared for this. Yeah. And one thing I appreciate, appreciate, appreciate about your, the way you teach is that you always have, well, one I love when you're like holding a little baby doll and like, <laughs> feeding the baby, doll it's a little baby. <laughs> but it's so practical and it's like silly but when you're watching it sometimes but you're like that's what people need like the basics yeah, visuals. Yes. Yes. yes and it's so it good visually, yeah yeah well good I'm glad you love it I'm like I need to update this video but no. I kind of love my little baby doll too so we're I just do. gonna keep her there for a while <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny so um I think we'll just kind of jump into the health mm. side of things and for us I feel like if we can talk about the pregnancy part that's perfect if you want to just start there and like 
maybe some tips for people or things that when you're talking to moms, like what are your encouragement for them as far as their health goes in that pregnancy phase in those nine months? Yeah, that's so good because honestly, so I was on mother baby for a little over eight years and I saw what, I mean, eight years seems long, but really in the grand scheme of things, it's not that long in, in the medical field and in the health field, it's really kind of short. But in that time, I just watched the decline of my mom coming in and the decline of the health of these babies mm. um, rapidly decrease. And here I was thinking, like, wait a minute, like our childbearing years should be some of like the healthiest years we have, right? Because most of the time for most people, it's in between their 20s, you know, late 30s. And I wasn't seeing that. And I kept seeing moms come in sicker with, you know, higher rates of preeclampsia, higher rates of gestational diabetes or both or coming in with just other autoimmune disorders, thyroid disorders, all these things, which then directly impacted the kind of labor delivery they had, the kind of postpartum, breastfeeding, milk supply coming in. But then also, you know, there were higher rates of babies on IV fluids for blood sugars or having to get to the NICU because they didn't transition well. And I just kind of found myself thinking, or, you know, higher rates of infertility or miscarriage. Um, And I just kind of found myself at a place where I was like, wait, why is this happening? You know, like it just didn't make sense. And no one was really talking about it. Um, It just on the floor. And even now, so, you know, I feel like so many women think, well, it's just kind of luck of the draw. You know, your Mm -hmm. OB is not telling you things that you can really do to prevent those things. And we're all still taking prenatal vitamins. So clearly there's a disconnect there um, because those aren't helping us improve our health. Um, And so I really started kind of digging into like, what is the missing link? Um, In parallel along that, along that season in my life, I was also really working hard to recover my own autoimmune journey that I've had since the age of three with asthma, eczema, and allergies. And I realized the huge missing component was nutrition Um, with the fact that like any mom who's wanting to conceive and then hold like a good healthy pregnancy and reduce their risk of gestational diabetes, preeclampsia as much as possible. We need a minimum of 16 16 to 20 servings of fruits and vegetables every day. Oh my gosh. Like 16 to 20. Y'all, that's like impossible. You know, like that would be hard for like a vegan to do. But the reality of it is, is, you know, we're more, we're, you know, in our, in our generation now, our generation is exposed to so much more, you know, environmental toxins, toxins on our skin. Our food is filled with more fillers, processed foods. You know, if we are eating high amounts of fruits and vegetables, a lot of times they're just actually lacking nutrition. They're lacking the amount of nutrients because we don't buy from local farmers anymore. You know, a lot of the time our produce is picked from or grown in a different country or a different part of the country, and they're lacking nutrients because they weren't allowed to ripen on the vine or they'd be rotten by the time they got to our store shelves. And so that's why you know, over the years, and even just when our grandparents were around, we're having to eat way more to get the same nutritional benefits. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so in, pre- in pregnancy, you know, our it's, it's a beautiful, amazing thing, or even like exercise, so good for our body, right? But they cause higher metabolic rates, meaning our body has to work double time. If we're exercising or if we're carrying a baby, because it's having to provide so much more 
nutrients. And I kind of describe it like, um, you know how like if you have, uh, like you fill up your gas tank in the car, like you have gas to go. And that's like our, our what our body has is our, you know, our tank is full with gas uh, on a daily basis to help, you know, us live and breathe and, you know, work out or take care of kids, like get, just go through our daily lives. But when we are pregnant, now that full gas tank is half full because half goes to our baby and half goes to us, right? Because our body has to keep us alive, but also sustain life and grow life. Well, what happens a lot of times if we're not putting in nourishment to replace the gas that's being used to nourish and grow our babies, we end up, I know we've all been there, when your 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 uh <laughs> your gas needle hits empty and you know that you have like a few extra miles to get to the gas station before you're actually out of gas on the side <laughs> of the road, you know, and you're like you're like playing with fire because you're like, Oh, like how much longer can I go? Because I always been I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna go home and I'll just get gas in the morning and then I pray <laughs> that I just make it to the gas station <laughs> like essentially Lauren's <laughs> like, Why do you do this? And I'm like, I don't know, but it's I don't want to stop for gas tonight. But anyway, if we're not fueling our body, we end up like in the place of nourishing our body and our baby in that last 30 miles of gas where we're essentially running on fumes. And so what happens for our body is it begins to pull from these excess fumes that it no longer has. And that's where over time we see a decline in our health where it'll show up as gestational diabetes or it'll show up as preeclampsia in those 36 to 38 weeks, right? Because a lot of moms don't even have any signs of preeclampsia until those very last few weeks. And then all of a sudden, it's a diagnosis, a scheduled induction, potential C-section, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where I want to help women avoid because the reality is, is if we actually help fuel our bodies during pregnancy with good nutrition, that can set you up for success. So I say all that to, to summarize. Um, what I want to help women understand is there actually is so much that you can control in your pregnancy to set yourself up for success so that at the end of your pregnancy, you can plan on that labor and delivery that you wanted to, where you aren't having, you know, interventions pressed upon you if you don't want them so that you can have a healthy recovery and postpartum and breastfeeding journey and healthy milk supply and all those other things. Does that make sense? For sure. That's so true. And it's, yeah. I think it's so hard. And I think each pregnancy probably gets harder too, because then you're taking Absolutely. care of kids and you're doing more yeah. and you're not, you know, so your body really is the last thing you're taking care of. Yeah. And it's, right. well, I, I think that if you go from pregnancy into breastfeeding, right, like you're still nourishing another life through your breast milk. So your right. body is then continuing to pull from all its stores. And then, you know, like, you know, all you amazing mamas who have all your babies back to back to back, <laughs> not like me, um, you know what I mean? But you had to think like, then you're really, your body doesn't have a whole lot of turnaround time even right? to almost kind of come back into this healthy balance before you enter into another pregnancy. Does that make sense? I didn't mean to cut you off, but it, no, that no. was such a good point you made. No, you're, you're exactly right. And it's, I think I have definitely struggled in this area because mine were back to back to back. I'm for the first time since 2018, not pregnant or nursing. Um, yeah. I have been for the last month and it rules, but, <laughs> um, but it was like, I definitely neglected that part because I was so busy with everything else. It's like Absolutely. hard to, to focus on that and to prioritize that as much as, and we've been talking about this a lot on in previous episodes, but like 
the importance yeah. of self-care. And like, I think this is a great mm-hmm. example of like taking care of yourself and in a way that's like, I'm going to eat right and do this and do that. Whereas like a lot of times we're eating on the go or like, I don't know if y'all have seen these memes lately yeah. where it's like, what did you have for dinner? Like peanut butter and jelly crust and the yes. apple peels, exactly. right? It's yes. like, Your leftover, the kids leftover yes. plates. Absolutely. Yes. And it's just so hard. And it's, so I think this is, is awesome that you're, you know, passionate about this and sharing about this because I think so many moms are in this boat of like, I'm the last person on the list. Like I'm mm-hmm. the last mouth that's getting fed here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Christian, what do you like for a pregnant, like when you were pregnant, I guess you had a baby six months ago. Yeah. So last time you were pregnant, what were your go-to like meals or suggestions or anything? Like, were you eating a lot of like just salads or what was it? Um, yeah. So I have a lot of tips I'll share on the hopeful mom and hoping to build that. But okay. yeah, honestly, um, I do a lot of salad in the jars. Um, and that's what I teach a lot of my pregnant moms is as much as you can prep for yourself, the better, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you have multiple kids. And salad jars are fun because if you have other kids, like I just get my kids to help me prep them. Like, so they just, I get them all these little, you know, fun kid knives and they help me cut peppers and cucumbers and, you know, whatever we're going to put in our salads. And not only is that helping me so much faster, but it's also, if you have a picky eater, that's going to expose them to new foods that they're at least, even if they don't eat it, they're going to touch it and they can smell it and they can be a part of in the kitchen. Um, and then it, it kind of takes the pressure off from trying it. And I can't tell you, I have one who eats literally everything under the sun, bless him. And then I have another one who I call my selected eater, who I can barely get to eat a fruit or vegetable. Um, but a lot of times he, he struggles with texture. So I have him in the kitchen with me as much as possible so that he can just touch the food and smell the food. Even if he just licks it, we are like celebrating. But all that to say, <laughs> essentially what we do is I just buy a ton of salad ingredients and you can get mason jars and you literally prep everything all at one time and you stack your jars from the hardest um, ingredients. So like your carrots, celery, cucumbers, things like, like beans, you know, I, I use chickpeas, black beans, whatever you want to put in your, in your salad. But essentially it goes from the hardest all the way up to the softest, like if you were to add cheese or something like that, that would go on last and then your lettuce. And you just stuff the mason jars and you put lids on them and stick them in the fridge and they will literally last you for seven to 10 days. And so that way, yes, that way when I'm ready of like, I've made all the kids lunch and the last thing I want to do is take extra time to make myself lunch, you know, Mm because by that time I'm just like, can I just sit down and do nothing, you know, but I know I need to eat. I just take out a salad, I dump it in a bowl, throw some dressing on it. And now I have this variety of nutrition. And, you know, I do a lot of, um, that's what I was going to talk about. If we talk about uh, kids snacks too, a lot of times my kids just end up doing what I'm doing. And so we just make it a family effort because I really try not to make different things for me and then different things for them. Again, not, we're not in a perfect world. So a lot of times that doesn't happen, but I try to think of other ways I can do lots of things for everybody. So we, I'll do salad in the jar so they can at least help me prep. Um, I will make energy bites. So like a lot of times for my pregnant women, I really want them to focus on good quality protein and fiber because the protein is going to significantly reduce risk of preeclampsia and the fiber is going to help um, also reduce that risk, but as well as stabilize blood sugar. So for gestational diabetes. And so anything like energy bites where you can just add, I mean, a ton of different ingredients. You can Google recipes. There's, there's an endless amount. 
But that's an easy way, again, where you're prepping all at one time. My kids love to help me do those and roll them into little balls. But it's an easy way you can add things like flaxseed and chia seed and oats and nut butters and um, a good vegan clean protein mix if you have that. Um, so I, we do that a lot. We do smoothies every single day. So that's another easy button for myself. Um, and then honestly, like a lot of times in the morning, it's just simple breakfast. Like, you know, I make everyone scrambled eggs and I'll make myself like avocado toast to go with it. Just get some good healthy fats in or something like that. I, I just like to overcomplicate it. You know, like if you can think of ways that you can uh, stretch your meals by just prepping one time and then getting your kids involved too of things that they'll enjoy, then it just feels less daunting and more fun and then gets you guys kind of like in it together. I love that. that. Yes. And I think it's so the best part that you said. And now I'm like going to go on Amazon and order my kid knives because I'm like, that would help me so much. Sometimes I'm like, okay, can y'all just sit here and watch a show for 30 minutes so that I can make the marinade for dinner tonight? And then I'm like, wait, and now you're saying this and I've done it before, obviously, but I should be doing that every time. Like, no, Murphy, you have a stool, bring it over here. Cause he would love to do that. He loves to help me in the kitchen. I should just be doing that all the time. Even if it's not something like sometimes I'm like, oh, we're making something fun. We're going to make cookies, so I know he wants to come in yes. here and help me. But I should be doing it for everything. Why not? I love yes. that idea. Well, That's so good. You know, it does take more time. It takes more patience. There's usually a lot more cleanup. But the reward is so much bigger than the totally. mess or the extra time. You know what I mean? And so I have to, I mean, I have to seriously daily remind myself because right now having like a six-month-old and a toddler, like a two-year-old, most of the time, I will not lie. I do sit them in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if the older ones kind of help, come help, then I let them. Yeah. Um, but at this point, I'm like on such a time crunch before the toddler is like melting down because he's hungry <laughs> or I have to nurse the baby. You know what I right. mean? Because the last thing I use 20 pounds. I can't like no longer cook and hold the baby at the same time while nursing. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, anytime, any, even if it's like one day a week that you pick, like, uh-huh. no, they, you know, like a lot of times I'll just prep my salads and do the energy bites on all in the same day during yeah. nap time with the little ones, with the older ones, you know? So I'll say, okay, we're going to prep our salads and do our energy bites. And then that's our task of the week. You know, it that's doesn't, so good. doesn't have to be every day. If that feels super overwhelming, especially if you're first getting started. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's so time saving, but also money saving. Like when yes. you have, cause otherwise you're like, Oh crap, last minute we didn't, what are we going to eat? Let's just run to, yes. you know, let's just go grab something from More wherever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so then you end up spending money and it's not healthy yes. and it's like, but it's yep. because you didn't take the time. So I just think that's so good. Yeah. That's, I'm going to try, this is motivating well, me. Mm-hmm, <laughs> me too. Yeah. Well, I was saying in your salad jars, that's a great way so that your produce doesn't just sit in the fridge and go bad because. We all have done it. You buy all the produce to be intentional. And then you're like, shoot, it's all gone bad. And now I have to throw it away. You know, like that yes. was my story, especially with lettuce. It just goes bad. You feel like so quickly. Totally. Um, so your salad jars will at least allow you to save money in the sense that you won't be throwing it in the trash. You'll actually be consuming it. So right. And I was also thinking, really that's so good. And I was thinking about, um, it just reminded me, shoot, I lost my train of thought, but I was going to say something. Oh, er- when I worked, I 
which, you know, wasn't that long ago, but I was better about having meals ready for me for the week because I wasn't going to be at home. But now I'm right. like, oh, I'm at home. We'll just figure it out, you know? And so right. I'm less <laughs> prepared. And then I, I still have to eat. Yeah. We all still need lunch, you know? So I need to just, I don't mm. know why that is, why I've like checked out of that, but I need to get back in a good routine. So this is inspiring to me. Yeah, it just takes intention. Well, me, I'm inspiring, re-inspiring myself too, because, <laughs> you know, it, it just comes with different seasons and you just have to give yourself grace of like, you know, Sure. Have the intentions and definitely take the action, but then also, you know, every week may look different just based on other outliers that yes. you're not necessarily prepared for, you know? Absolutely. That's for sure. So talk to us about kids snacks. I, I was looking on your website and I saw your um, PDF about like blood sugar for our kids and just like the, I, I don't have my notes in front of me, but like the negative effects of sugar and um like the glycemic index and all that stuff can you just talk about that and like some healthy kid snacks as well yes so um man sugar is a hard one because it's in everything and uh it definitely takes intention and it takes time so i will say like don't don't listen to all this and then just freak out because (laughs) i did and i was like "Oh, oh my gosh what you know right however however um, it is important because sugar can um, drastically impact our immune system. And so one thing that I always do, the first thing, if, if my kids are coming down with something or I feel like we've been exposed to something or they're just sick in general, the first thing to go is sugar um, in anything because it so drastically impacts our immune system. Um, and so I read at, on the American Heart Association years ago that kids should have less than um, 25 grams per day of sugar. Y'all, that's six teaspoons. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? That's like in one, I don't know, muffin. I don't even know, you know? And uh, so that felt like really overwhelming of like, oh my goodness. So what I, the way place I started is we really don't have any type of like processed or refined sugars at home. So like if we, if we get to, you know, indulge in those and enjoy those, they're just out, we're outside the home and it's on like special fun occasions where we'll go get ice cream or we have a birthday party or we'll just go get a fun treat. Um, so that when I'm in the home, we're more focused on like, we absolutely have sweets. You know what I mean? Like we'll make our own oatmeal chocolate chip cookies or we'll make date balls or I make, you know, homemade ice cream with our chocolate complete and frozen bananas and we top it with you know um hard shell of like Uh melted chocolate chips and coconut oil do you know what I mean so we just figured out ways to still enjoy the things at home but just that would maybe cut out extra things like dyes or refined processed sugar um but the reality of it is too is 70 percent of our immune system actually lives in our gut so in our microbiome And the best way I describe the microbiome to my kids is like our gut, our stomach is made up of good guys and bad guys, okay? And the good guys eat what we call green light foods, all the foods that make us feel good and so that we can run fast, so that we can sleep well, so that we can think well. Um, And those good guys eat all the green light foods like fruits, vegetables, legumes, beans, um, you know, chicken, whatever, all the things that help nourish our bodies. Um, the bad guys feed on things that, like red light foods that don't do anything for the benefit of our bodies, but only make us feel more tired or run down or 
you know, help us, don't help us stay healthy. They help us get sick type of thing as far as uh, uh, suppressing the immune system. And so um, my kids are, we're constantly talking like, okay, y'all had enough red light foods. We need to focus on some green, you know? And so we talk about food mainly on how it makes us feel. So green light, yellow light, red light foods. Um, yellow light are things that we just get to love and enjoy, like ice cream with hard shell on top. You know what I mean? Every now and then. But knowing that what we want to feel most with because we feel our best is all of those green light foods. And two, you know, when we have a an imbalance of our good guys and our bad guys, um, that's actually where a lot of our cravings come from. So if we've had too much sugar and we've fed those bad guys, now there's more bad guys than good guys in our microbiome, which is where a lot of our cravings come from. So what I help families do too is like focus on adding more good in so that those good guys have more food and more fuel because then that's where you really see kids really start to crave more fruits and vegetables or they actually begin craving more water or they're craving less sweets or, you know, sodas, things like that if they're older. Um, I love like that language talking to them in that language because, Mm -hmm. and so, because I think if you can get them on your team, uh, you know what I mean? And like make it where we're all trying to fight these bad guys (laughs) rather than, especially your boys. Like it's just clear that you have boys because good guy, bad guys, everything. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, if you, and we've done this for other things. Um, you know, Hannah says this to her boys all the time. Like we eat this because it makes us run faster. We eat this because it makes us strong. And they remember that, you know, then he brings like, it's funny, Fletcher. I remember one day he was like, um, he'll hold something up, some kind of food. Will this make me strong? You know, he's like, he's trying to pick things, right? Because, and so they do like that knowledge. And if we can give them that and give them a way to kind of, um, manage it themselves, you know, and like want to be a part of it. I think that's so much easier than just being like, sorry, you can't ever have gummies again, like, and not explaining it or talking about it. I think that's such good language to use. I love that. Well, and just being intentional about pointing, pointing out their decisions, you know, or the way they're feeling of like, oh my gosh, you you have so much energy. You must have like a really great breakfast, you know, or like when my kids get sick. Yeah. You know, or when they get sick, I'm like, oh guys, it just does not feel good to feel sick, does it? You know, and I'm like, this is why mommy talks so much about, you know, how we feel our body matters because I don't want you to feel like this a lot, you know, like I actually want you to feel like this as little as possible. Right. Um, but we also, there's a great book that I've used for, gosh, Luke was like two, so eight plus years maybe um, by Dr. Sears. It's called Eat Healthy, Feel Great. And um, he, he talks about the green light, yellow light, and red light foods based on how food makes us feel. And Luke has loved that book over the years. Um, and we actually just pulled it out again for Levi to kind of like dig, dig into it and really understand, especially because he's my particular eater. So, so that is like a really kid's book him. for them? It to is. Oh, yeah. cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. I need to get yeah, that. Yeah, it's so good. It's on Amazon, Eat Healthy, Feel Great by Dr. Dr. Sears. And it's uh, definitely one of my favorites. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's yeah, a, really good, a good resource. That's awesome. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's my thing. It's like, I'm, I I don't want to, f- you know, you said don't freak out, but it makes me feel like, oh my gosh, we're too far gone. Mine love sugar. No. Mine love a Reese pumpkin. Mine love, <laughs> it's like, Whoa. Um, but I think, 
using that kind of language, talking to them about it, help it, like, let it be their choice, their decision. Like, yeah. don't we want to fight the bad guys? So here's what we're going to do kind of thing. Um, yeah. Well, and at home, you guys can get creative in the kitchen of just making a healthier version of whatever they love. You yeah, know, like, so, so for even like at home, it's because then out when you're out and about, enjoy those things. You know what I mean? Like, I, my family personally, I really try to stay away from guys because the kids just act like they lost their marbles at that point. So that is one area that I am pretty, try to be in, as intentional as possible. But at home, you know, like say for a Reese cup, for instance, we're dairy free. So we had to come up with a lot of our own anyway, right. because so many of the things that they wanted to enjoy had milk in it. So until now, now there's everything's essentially dairy free option. But 10 years ago when we went dairy free, there was like very little. And so I had to really get creative for like things like Reese cups and stuff. And so, Literally, how I make Reese cups at home is I take vegan chocolate chips and I melt them down with coconut oil, um, and then I pour them into molds, and then I pour peanut butter in and swirl it around with a toothpick and freeze them. And my kids think that they are like God's gift to Earth. I mean, they <laughs> love them, That's and you know what I mean. And so I'm like, well, see, we're still getting to enjoy these delicious, you know, like memory making moments with your kids, but it's just a little bit of a healthier option. For you know? sure. I think that's so good. Yeah. That makes me just excited too. Like, I, okay, I want to try that. Like, that sounds fun. Yeah, get and, fun and creative. Right. I love that. And I think that then, like you said too, involve the kids. Let's all make this together. Let's make this an activity yeah. today. Um, yeah. But I was going to say that about you too. Like, you're so hands-on all the time with your kids. Like, from what I see at least, I'm not around you per, like physically, but what I see is that you're just – and obviously you're homeschooling, so that's part of it too. But I just wonder, like, I mean, you just, you feel like superwoman to me. Like you are oh my gosh. <laughs> like, wait, no, what? No. You have a six month old and a two year old and eight year old and 10 year old. And you're, or, how old is Levi? Six. Yeah, six and, he's a half. Six and a half. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yep. you just have these four boys and you, and every time I see you, you're like, we're on a bike ride, we're making smoothies, we're doing this, we're doing that. And I just like, I think it's amazing. But I also wonder how do you kind of keep your peace and your calm and your positivity in kind of the midst of it all? Like, do you have something you do just for yourself or do you have anything like that? That is a great question. And (laughs) different seasons have looked different and it's definitely been an area of refinement in my heart um, in each season because up until recently, like really mo- most of our marriage, my husband has worked a very time demanding job um, where he came home after dinner every single night. He would come home at bedtime and uh, or after bed and he traveled a lot. Mm. And so there was a season where I felt like I was solo parenting and I probably wasn't like the nicest person to be around because I held a lot of resentment because I felt like I was all on my own. And looking back and like, again, like he has been so many, he worked so hard and the Lord has fulfilled so many prayers in my life for that. And really what I realized, um, and even in this season, so the area where I've grown and where I am now is what I've just realized is one of my favorite verses. I have it on my mirror is, the verse that I have to read daily is let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up Galatians 6 9 and I had to really y'all like dig into heart check because 
in those seasons and even still now where I'm like so tired because I'm, you know, Judah, my six month old is still waking up in the middle of the night to nurse one or two times. So just doing that. And then my two year old, for some reason, thinks that we're waking up at 545 these days, <laughs> which we are not. We are not doing that. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, I, I am so tired in this season, you know. And so, and two, just to encourage y'all, like, having a 6 and a 10-year-old is so different. Like, they are essentially independent. They don't need me other than, like, emotionally to just love on them and see them and speak words of life. But they can get themselves dressed. They can make all their their meals if they want. And they can help me around the house and help me with the baby, you know, so I can help with the two-year-olds. So that is like your your older kids grow with even your younger kids. And so that's been really helpful. But I had this um, this thought one day of like the, the biggest, the most influential person, especially right when my husband was like gone so much, that my children are going to see representing Jesus is me. And if I walk around with this just cranky attitude or just speaking to them and with this tone of annoyance or overwhelm all the time, that is not pointing (laughs) the Lord. And I had like a really big conviction about that because, you know, the, the flesh of me wanted to sit and just sit in the space of complaining of like, but this is how I want my life to be. Like, I want my home, husband home for dinner every night. And I want to all sit around the table as a family. And then I want him to put half the kids to bed. And I put the other half to bed. <laughs> and then I want to sit and do nothing. And I want to take a quiet bath. And I want him to be able to do X, Y, and Z around the house. And me feel like I'm not doing it all, you know? Right. And I just realized, like, it was this honestly selfish trap that the enemy was holding me in that I was missing so much of my life because I was so focused on either missing my life before the craziness of chaos of kids, or I found myself looking to the future to say, I can't wait till they're this age, or I can't wait till we're out of this season, or I can't wait till he has a better job. But I was like no longer almost surrendering to the present. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I honestly find myself even now is like I'm surrendering to the present of like I get to steward these children every day. Like every day I get to pour all of me out in his in his power. Like I cannot do this without Jesus <laughs> and the Holy Spirit every single day. And I, I fail a lot and I struggle a lot and I have to come back and set my heart and pray. And I have to, you know, honestly apologize to my kids a lot. And Luke being 10, he will call my sin out in a heartbeat. <laughs> and there is nothing more refining than your child looking at you being like, you know, why why are you being handling this situation this way? Or why are you speaking to me that way? You know, with just a ton of, tone of annoyance or like I'm yelling because I've given them instructions five different times and no one's moving and now I've lost <laughs> and and I just you know it, it took a lot of like humble humble to, it took a lot to just humble myself and get rid of some pride and just say you know what like you're right because I tell my kids all the time you are not responsible for other people's decisions you are responsible for yours mm-hmm. you know 
you you have to own to your decisions and the way you show up and the way you handle certain situations. And I have to hold myself to that same that same thing. Mm-hmm. And so what I realized is living in the present and almost surrendering to the process, I found myself no longer thinking and sitting in this entitlement or resentment of myself. I got to say like, First of all, thank you, Lord, that I have a husband who goes to work and pours himself out of work mm-hmm. for his family because I get to be home It because he does that, you know, of mm-hmm. like really taking each thought of like, I don't have to, I get to. Like, mm-hmm. I have the blessings of four children when I have people who are still praying for just one. Mm-hmm. You know, I have the honor to be able to steward four children to the Lord. Um when other people are praying for just one, like don't take that for granted Christian, you know, on those hard days, because do I need time to myself? Do we all need time to ourselves to like recharge, to show up as our best selves? Like, absolutely. But I don't do, I don't make my decisions based on that desire. Does that make sense? So like, I definitely have boundaries with my children especially because I work from home too. So like my big kids know, like when the babies go down for a nap, this is mommy's work time. It's y'all's quiet time. Please do not interrupt me. Like I have to get X, Y, and Z done, you know? So like we have boundaries where they need to honor that just like I need to honor. Um, but I also just, again, found myself um, just loving the season because like, this is it, you guys, like we don't need to fight it. We don't need to look away. Every season has purpose um, and every season comes with its own stretching so that we're strengthened so that we can through, you know, for his glory, walk and disciple in our family. And as women, you know, we get to show up in that way for our husbands to hopefully like lead his heart closer to Jesus by the way we're wives to them and then lead our children closer to Jesus by the way we're showing up as their mothers, you know, does that make sense? So working through a lot of that just took that resentment or um, because I would find myself so frustrated on those days. I didn't get alone time because, you know, it was like I woke up early to do my quiet time because everyone's been sleeping in for two weeks till seven thirty, And so I finally am like, all right, everyone's sleeping in. I'm getting up today to do my quiet time. <laughs> and Oh, look, all four of them decided to wake up at six thirty. you know? And I'm like, Oh gosh, darn it. But, you know, yeah, I think then you, you said my post the other day, I just realized like God told me like, but Christian, you have an opportunity of like your children seeing you actually sitting and prioritizing and being with the Lord this morning. Right. So, like, how can you use this moment to again kind of steward, steward that? That Does that make so, any sense of oh what I just shared? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I want to be giving Christian a round of applause right now. <laughs> I feel like oh, um, this, this show has a new host. Her name is Christian. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, that was so good. I'm, like, literally teary over yeah, here. And I felt so like good. I already can't wait to listen to it back because I just feel like you just encouraged me so much. Like, it's, I don't know, all of what you just said stood out to me but when you just said like taking those thoughts captive like when you do have a negative thought turning it around seeing the blessing in that what might seem like a negative right now is such a blessing or that someone else is praying for this same thing that I'm complaining about is just so yeah. convicting and so um well ugh. it's just it's taken so it, it's honestly guys it's taken so much work it has taken just intentional work because I found myself I just found myself at a crossroads 
where I was like, you can either sit and just be negative Nancy and annoyed all the time and snapping at your kids, which you know, you don't want to, that's not the mom that you want to be or, or you have to take action to heal those parts of you and to reroute your identity in Christ to realize that like as moms, half the work, actually, let's just say 80% of the work you do is going to go unnoticed. Mm -hmm. No one is going to clap for you. No one is going to say like, wow, you're doing an amazing job or wow, you really handled that really hard moment with your kid in such a beautiful, graceful way. Mm -hmm. You know, you're never going to get that, but, and half the people aren't going to see it, you know, including your husband, Mm -hmm. but God does. And we don't do things for the glory of this world. We do things for the glory of his kingdom and for storing up our treasures in heaven. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's just what, that's, that's been the lens I re-see everything through is Christian, get over yourself. You're not doing this for someone to applaud you and clap you and say like, you're the best mom ever. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like right. you're doing, you're doing this because you're a good and faithful servant mm-hmm. and he is equipping you and he is leading you and he is calling you and he is forming your heart to, you know, I always think of that song like create a clean heart in me, oh God, mm-hmm. so that you can show up to be the mom that you want. Or if you don't on those days, you have an awareness of humbling yourself and re- re- repenting and also reconciling with your children so that they're also seeing that model to not only do back to you as their parents and respect, you know, you as your parents, but also see what a making a mistake and repenting and reconciling is like for and with their siblings, you know, which is like half of parenthood is, you know, right. making your kids apologize. Why they piss each other off, you know? <laughs> That's so true. And I was just thinking yeah. about like how, you feel like, oh, I mean, people say this about marriage a lot. Like, yeah. it's a choice. Love is a choice. Mm-hmm. You wake up every day mm-hmm. and choose that. Choose to, you know, be faithful and love your spouse. And I think we don't say that about being a good mom, but I think that that's true too. Like, it's it's a choice. I'm going to wake up today. I'm going to have a good attitude. I'm going to focus on mm-hmm. the Lord. I'm going to, you know, you have to really wake up every day. And, and it's not like I'm going to snap my fingers tonight. And for the rest of, you know, the next 18 years, I'm going to be... Correct on it but it's like you have to consciously each day each moment even make that choice and so I just think that's not to be I shouldn't have said good mom but to be a positive to be the mom maybe a hopeful mom maybe hopeful (laughs) (laughs) no pun intended (laughs) um yes I just oh my gosh Christian that was like all so so good truly I feel Um, very encouraged so thank you for sharing all of that um yeah I think it's um the last thing that came to mind when you're sharing was I think it's just falling in love falling in love with the growth towards God in yourself you know what I mean like that's kind of where I'm like you know what, some days I'm actually going to be really bad at this, but, but I feel encouraged and excited and hopeful because I have kind of just falling in love with that painful, stretching, growing process, just yeah. because I know the fruit that comes from that endurance, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I think falling, falling in love with that, because if you're growing towards the Lord and you're growing to have a heart more like him so that you can show up just 
as the version of you that he, you know, has purpose in, but also to show up to steward your children or to be a wife in that way, you're not going to fall short. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm, totally. He's not going to let you, like if you're walking towards him and in him, you are not going to fall short. The only time I ever fell short really in my life is I was doing all the things, you know, I was, I had already started the hopeful mom. I was, I was just doing all that and like work stuff. I was still working at hospital. I had two kids at that point um, with Jordan, but I felt like, you know, there were lots of good things, but everything was failing. Um, and I didn't know why. And it was the Lord literally said like, Christian, you can do all these things and go ahead and strive like as hard as you want, exhaust yourself <laughs> to the bone. But the reality of it is, is you, if you are not walking with me and your marriage isn't walking with me and your children aren't walking with me, none of it is going to matter. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Oof. you're right. Yeah. Like it won't, mm-hmm. you know? And so ever since that's always stuck with me, right? Because we can get so busy that even for our quiet time or just spending time with the Lord, it's like, oh, we'll do that later because I'll be fine with it. If I don't do it today, I'll be fine. We'll get on, we'll move throughout the day. But then those are the days I find myself more frustrated or snapping more or just like, again, just speaking to my children with this tone of like annoyance or like, guys, hurry up, like get in the car, we gotta go. Or, you know, like, yes. I don't want, and then I, then I see them speaking to me that way. And I'm like, where did you hear this? Why did you hear this tone? I'm like, <laughs> from you, you know? So, anyways. It's like motherhood is the most humbling, refining journey I think we will ever walk on, but in the best way if we allow it, because it just exposes the areas of our lives and our hearts that we just need Jesus to refine even more and prune and re root and rebuild, you know? Absolutely. That's all so good. So true. And just such a good reminder for all of us that yeah. it's not we're not too far gone. It's not too late to oh, start gosh, today. No. <laughs> you know, it's like, absolutely not. Yeah. And start again tomorrow and start the day after that yes. and just keep daily. Yeah. Daily. daily. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Um, okay. Well, I, I, know, like, I feel like we just wanted to talk to you for so long. I have so many more questions, but I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be like so a three-hour podcast. <laughs> we didn't even scratch the surface. <laughs> and that's so funny because even when I was texting you earlier, you were like, how much time do we have? Because I was sending you like a million deep questions. <laughs> I know. I told you, I was like, I could talk to you for, uh, about this for hours. Y'all, I just love it so much. No, it's so fun. Um, well, I guess we could just ask a couple fun questions maybe before we wrap it up. Yeah, sure. definitely. I have a fun question or one of mine was yeah. Zan told me as a follower of you, as she told you earlier, I don't have Instagram, but she said that you love Trader Joe's. I love Trader Joe's too. And I want to know what oh your, one of your favorite products or whatever is right now at Trader Joe's. Pro- I don't know oh if my product gosh, is the right too, word. But. Too many to count. Too many to count. <laughs> um, yes, I do a weekly Trader Joe's haul. It's like the bulk of my, um, my meals because I can go shop for a whole entire family for like a fraction of what I could get at, you know, Harris Teeter or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh my goodness. Let me think. I don't. Okay. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Um, honestly, I love their, um, have y'all seen the vegan cashew kale pesto? Yes. 
I've had that. It's so good. Mm. Yes. It's so good on eggs or if you put it on toast and then put eggs on top Ooh. Um, with like avocado. Oh, like that that's sounds how we great. like to do it. Um, or like my kids, you know, like that's the way I can get some kale into my selected eater. Uh-huh. And so I'll just like put it on toast with like, I don't know, a tiny bit of goat cheese or like I said, eggs um, or just toast with that on there. And he eats it with a little bit of salt and it's so good. Um, that's a good one. They, I just, I just bought today. I haven't tried it yet, but they came out with a new um, vegan like chipotle dip. They have a vegan buffalo uh-huh, dip yeah. that I love because again, we're dairy free, so I'm always looking mm-hmm. for like buffalo. Anything has cheese in it usually, and I'm a buffalo gal at heart. I love anything <laughs> Texas pea or buffalo. Give it to me. Y'all. Um, <laughs> all the girls at the hospital used to make fun of me because I would always add Texas pea to all of my breakfast bagels. Um, <laughs> So anyways, and then, um, gosh, what are the other things? Really right now, like for smoothies and, uh, I always buy all the, um, I only buy frozen fruit for smoothies because then it won't go bad and it's, you know, it'll make your smoothie a lot thicker and like more, um, quote unquote ice cream like for the kids. But right now they have a bunch of their really good, like pure juices. Like they have a power berry mixture where it uh has like purple carrot and um I don't know you know grape anyways it's all just from pure juice so I have a little bit of that that I'll use to make you know popsicles with coconut water with um or I'll add that to smoothies or so a lot of those like just little practical things um but yeah like I said I get all of our chicken and our grass-fed beef and all those things from there for the week but oh the one other thing that i love so much is i don't know if you've tried their um peppercorn salmon have you seen no, that uh-uh. oh my gosh well it's cooked and it's right there by the deli section uh-huh. and it's peppercorn salmon and like my kids will all eat it and it is the most amazing thing ever so we get like the trader joe's version of ritz crackers and i put a little bit of vegan cream cheese on them and then we put the salmon on top and we eat that for lunch. And I oh. just make a huge tray and lots of crackers and <laughs> in. But like that's and like my kids love it. Like I don't know, you know, yours would be a little more hesitant just because of the way the salmon looks, but my all of my kids love it. And it's a great way to get some good omegas and protein, but also be fun on, you know crackers which no kid will turn down so yeah. no that's awesome and murphy like loves to put turkey and cheese on crackers kind of like a little lunchable he loves that. oh yes oh so well, then you'll might, have to try that too yeah it's so good he might be into that if i don't tell him what it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's deep chicken yeah it's a good guy that's all you need to know <laughs> yes this can make your brain so strong and so smart it's full of omega <laughs> well I want. I just want to ask one more question. This isn't really a fun sure. question, but for your smoothies for your kids, like what would be a just a quick smoothie recipe? Because my kids do like smoothies too, and I want to know your best smoothie recipe for them. Okay, yeah. So we um, we use a vegan protein mix in all of our smoothies. It's uh-huh. really an easy. It's just an easy way I can get some good protein, a good amount of fiber. Because with kids, like one thing you really want to focus on, especially to help stabilize their blood sugars so you're dealing with less meltdowns because a lot of times meltdowns come from just their blood sugar being in the toilet you know because they haven't gotten enough protein and fiber into their diet 
and they've gotten too much sugar or just carbs that are burned really easily, you know, with the snacking type food. Mm-hmm. And so that allows me to get some good protein and fiber in there. Um, but I and they so a good green smoothie base, if you're not using like a vanilla shake mix Mm -hmm. is um either we do almond milk you could do coconut milk or uh coconut water Mm -hmm. and then i love like a frozen banana frozen mango and um a like ton full of spinach um we call it like our green hawaiian smoothie Mm -hmm. because it tastes very tropically tropical that's not a word tropical tropical. (laughs) Tropically, very <laughs> tropical. But if you have like a vegan or a vanilla shake mix, that adds just even more. Like to me, the shake mix brings out more of the flavors of the things you add in there. Um, but they really love that because well, what I love it because they call it you know you can call it the Hulk smoothie or whatever you want to because it's green, make it fun. But it allows me to get a good amount of spinach in them. And then if you wanted to add more fiber, you could add things like chia seeds or flax seeds, you know, things like that that can yeah. add fiber. So. That's like our favorite one. Or if you have, um, I'm trying to think, anything berry related, my kids love to. So mm-hmm. a lot of times we'll do any kind of nut milk, you know, almond, coconut, or even coconut water is good. And then, you know, blueberries, cherries. Um, we love mango. I just love mango and smoothies. Mm-hmm. A frozen so banana I. will make it a lot creamier. Um, if you don't, if your kid doesn't like banana, or you want to sneak in some veggies. I think I'm a hope mom. I have one slide where it's like six veggies you can sneak in smoothies that they won't taste. Um, one of those is frozen squash. So like oh. frozen squash in a smoothie, you will not taste it, but it will give you the consistency of a frozen banana. So it makes it really creamy and um, kind of like that ice cream texture. But we love anything like that. And then with berry smoothies, it's really easy to hide green because it's, mm-hmm. you know, the color of the yeah, berries right. so we do that one a lot and then again any like especially if you're going to do an all fruit smoothie just get some kind of protein and uh fiber in there whether it's chia seeds flax seeds again a protein powder whatever you can because all the you know all the fruit is good because you're getting so many antioxidants but again it's just sugar that the body needs help kind of supported in breaking that down just so your you know your kids don't crash from yeah the sure. sugar of the smoothie so what is helpful that's so good so yeah good. so helpful i just i think i have a ton of smoothie recipes on instagram too i probably i need to update some but yeah i think you have i remember seeing them for sure in your highlights i think some smoothies that will be helpful for people to try out because kids like it something fun and like it can help you make it and it's it yeah. kind of feels like a treat i think Yes. Yes. So good. Well, and it's a great thing. We always do it between lunch and dinner. You know that like mid afternoon where they're like getting hungry, but you don't want them to spoil their dinner. Mm -hmm. We literally all make a huge smoothie and then go outside and play until I need to come in to fix dinner. And then it kind of fills them up. We're sitting outside, you know, like, so that's just, we, I love a smoothie in the morning to start my day. So sometimes I'll just make one for myself, but every single day, usually right after nap time between three and four o'clock, we're making a ginormous smoothie together and going outside before dinner. So oh, yeah, that's, that's just so kind good. of like a routine. Yeah. And let them help you make the smoothies, mm-hmm. you know, because uh-huh. they will then again be exposed to new foods. You can talk about why they're important, what they do mm-hmm. for your body. You know, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't have to be a nutritionist and those things like blueberries. Oh my gosh. Did you know blueberries help fight the good guys? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to know. You know right. No, that's it, so good. Help your eyes. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
That's so good. I, love I just it. love that. Wow. And I definitely agree. I'm going to do that smoothie thing tomorrow in the afternoon. I always make smoothies in the morning, but Fletcher is always like melting down in the afternoon. And I'm like, it's just yes. because I always look at Judd. I'm like, he's just hungry. We have to go inside and figure out something yes. for him to eat. Because yes. <laughs> he's snack. like so hungry. And he's like, I'm not hungry. I want to stay out here. <laughs> you know, and I'm yes. like, no, you yes. are hungry and we're going inside. <laughs> for sure. Yes, we'll try it. Yeah, yeah see that's how that so goes. good. And, yeah. and that's just something fun to y'all can look together you know yeah, and it's always sure. the weather's about to get so beautiful even mm-hmm. more beautiful so those you know fall evenings will be fun to sell outside and drink a smoothie before yeah, you have to come in for the night you know yes okay well, well you're amazing <laughs> no, I'm like, on our first episode so <laughs> our first episode we're like who is our dream guest i'm like okay well we should have both answered christian stallings because you've just changed oh my our lives God, <laughs> oh, that is just no. Y'all are silly. I do not. Feel, I'm. I'm humbled. I just love it, and I am grateful and honored that you even asked me. But like I said, this is just a huge passion the Lord has given me. So anytime I get to talk through it, and to y'all, I, like I said, I grew up very the sick, chronically sick kid. You know, tonsils and adenoids taken out in kindergarten, chronic strep throat. Like I just never felt vibrant. And so that's why it's such a huge passion because I didn't grow up learning or knowing any of this stuff. You know, like my mom just didn't know what she didn't know. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I became a mom that I was so desperate to get my own health back. And I had already tried all the medical routes that I had to figure out a way to get my health so I could be the energetic mom to want to go outside mm-hmm. and play. But also not like my biggest fear was my child growing up the same way I did and not having help. Mm-hmm. And so that like I literally just to, to encourage there is never you're never late. Mm-hmm. You're always on time because you all you have the future. So don't don't look behind. Just know like, OK, like we didn't know what we didn't know. And now we have tools to just begin small habits, you know, like mm-hmm. if for the next two months. All you focus on is getting in a daily smoothie in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Celebrate that as a win. Like that is good. You know, like I tell my moms all the time, just focus on adding in more good because then ultimately the good will replace the habits that you wanted to let go. Mm -hmm. You know, like I feel like if we focus too much on getting rid of stuff, it becomes daunting and overwhelming because we feel it more versus if we focus on what good can we add in. You know, then the the rest of it kind of takes care of itself. That's so good. That's yeah. such a good point. I yeah. think that's a good encouragement yeah. for everybody who feels maybe overwhelmed by this conversation or feel like, like you said, like, totally. oh my gosh, I'm too late, but you're not. Just start Mm-mm. today. Mm-mm. Something good. I think that's yeah. great. Yeah. Well, Christian, I cannot thank you enough. This was truly such a good conversation. And I loved catching up with you, even though I feel like I know like everything about your life. Your boys are so cute. I like, (laughs) I literally tell Hannah about your family a lot. I feel like I'm like, oh, listen to what Christian, but I always say, listen to what the hopeful mom posted. I don't know why. I like know your name. Oh my God. (laughs) Like the one when like Luke wearing Judah was the sweetest thing to me. In Trader Joe's, of course. And that was so sweet sweet and uh, just so many stories but I just think your boys are so cute even when you found out you were having a fourth boy I should I should share this or not it's kind of lame I was like oh my gosh um the hopeful mom's having her fourth baby it's a boy I bet you she's gonna name him Jude and, hey, that was on our list okay and I only was I was like she list. has Luke Levi all four letter <laughs> names I was like analyzing your whole entire family and like telling my, oh my sister God. this like I'm like it's probably gonna be Jude. then when he was born I was like oh so close 
<laughs> so close. Oh, you know, it's so funny. It's like none of that was on purpose. Like I, we wanted to name Luke Luke, and then, um, and then Levi. That's a whole other story. And then Joel, God literally just dropped Joel's name in my lap. I don't know if y'all heard that story with the band for King and Country. I'll have to share that another time. But I did not. I did not pick Joel's name. It was picked for him. And so then, yes, I found myself was like, well, I have two L's and a J. Yeah, so just go for the other J, you know. So anyway, well, they're great Cuda, names. Cuda came, Four came great names. You. Just no, such a sweet. sweet family, and you're an amazing mom. Thank and we're just you. honored that we even had this well, chance to talk to you. So. Yes. Thank you. Well, thank y'all so, so much. I wish I could see you and hug you, but we'll just have to Me do too. that another time. I'll have to go get coffee or something. For sure. <laughs> All right, listeners, thank you so much for Perfect. tuning in. I hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next week.